Buckle up, it's time for That's How I Roll with Jeremiah Isley, a podcast about the games we play and the lives we live. That's How I Roll is presented by Theology of Games. Visit theologyofgames.com for the latest in tabletop gaming, news, reviews, and interviews. And now, here's Jeremiah. Hey, everyone. Welcome to That's How I Roll. I'm Jeremiah Isley. Yes, I am your host, How's it going? How's everybody doing out there? Hope your week has been great. Hope your weekend is going to be awesome and all of that stuff. Of course, I'm not exactly sure when this is going to drop, so these time things may be completely irrelevant. Anyway, here's what I'd like to do. I'd like to give you a quick rundown on today's episode. So what do you say we jump into that? Okay, great. We are going to have a segment on Real Talk today about well, just some things going on in life and how my life and my family's life is kind of like a worker placement game, which my wife and I have actually talked about creating as a organizational tool. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but I'm also going to do a drive-by review of Ethnos from Simon Games. Spoiler alert, really like that one. Also, uh, we're going to do another game night cage fight, so stick around for that, and um, hey, that's it. Let's get this thing going. What do you say? All right, so it's time for some real talk. Life's been, as you, if you've been listening for any amount of time, you know life's been a little bit crazy around here in the Isley household. And uh, we, we've had some time to rest and relax. We had a great vacation a few weeks ago. But now it's kind of like back to reality and back to kind of facing things that are going on. And one of those things is, um, is a, a big decision that's coming up. But before we do that, I do want to say my middle child, my youngest son, who is nine, started martial arts this week, and he's rocking it. He's loving it. It's so cool. Um, He's really owning it. It's his thing. Very, very excited about that. But that kind of goes along with what I'm going to talk about with this whole worker placement thing, because it adds another wrinkle of who's going where and who's driving which kid to what thing and all of that sort of stuff. Baseball season's starting soon for my oldest. He's, you know, he's going to be involved with that. So, you know, it adds another wrinkle, but I'm super proud of Cooper. He's, he's just having an awesome time with martial arts and, uh, we're hoping to keep him going along with that. Just, it's just a great, great thing. I studied martial arts when I was a kid and loved it. Uh, just learned a lot of discipline, self-control, self-confidence, all those kind of things out of being a part of something like that. So it's a cool thing. I'm super excited about that. The big decision, though, that we have to come up with that is just looming over uh, our house right now is, so right now our kids are in a private school. When they were of age to head to school, we lived in a part of the town, a city that we just weren't happy with the public school system there. It was just really not a good option for us. So when it came time, it was a no-brainer. It was like, we're going to find a private school. We're going to make the sacrifice to pay the money to do all of that and put them in a school that will help them excel and help them just be the environment for them to learn in that we want them to be in. Well, since then, we have moved and 
this decision came a little quicker because we thought, well, hey, we've got till sixth grade, but turns out uh, the school made the decision to change that sixth grade and no longer offer it because all of the other schools, uh, middle schools in the area, they all start at sixth grade. So they said, we're not going to do sixth grade anymore. Uh, one of the big private schools, the high school, middle school, they're adding sixth grade. So we're going to kind of work along with them and do away with sixth grade. So Xavier, our oldest, is in fifth grade. That means he's heading to middle school next year. And we have to decide where that's going to be and what that's going to look like. And it wouldn't be such a hard decision if we lived in a place where we thought, oh, the schools aren't great here. We're just going to bite the bullet and, and send them to an expensive private school and all of that. But we live in a much better part of town. We live in a little suburb now. And it's uh, it, not only that... <laughs> <laughs> but if I'm standing at my kitchen sink and looking out the window, I see the middle school. It is literally in our backyard. And uh, we've gotten to know a number of families, and he's made some friends through the sports that he plays, through the youth programs here in town. And so the decision is is becoming, you know, is it the private school where some of his friends from his current class are going to be going next year, or is it public school? And we're kind of juggling that. And, you know, obviously the private school is, of course, it's, you know, 20, 25 minutes away. And that comes into the whole worker placement of our life thing <laughs> and the, the amount of time it takes to go to certain places and certain activities and extracurriculars and sports and all of that stuff. It just feels like that would even add more so to that that equation of that. So anyway, I'm babbling in this, like I said in episode one, this is my self-therapy time. So welcome to what's inside Jeremiah's head. But, you know, we're, we're hoping that we're going to make the right decision here. We're praying about it. We've checked out both schools pretty extensively. We've done some tours. He's uh, shadowed a couple days at the public school with one of his friends there. And it's just been, uh, it's been a process. It's definitely stressing him out. So we're kind of giving ourselves a deadline to make a decision so we can kind of move forward. Uh, but it's definitely, uh, Xavier is definitely stressed out about it because he thinks about it a lot. He gets upset because he doesn't know, he doesn't know what to do. Um, you know, we're, we're letting him have a voice in that conversation too. So anyway, I know there's many of you that can understand life being like a worker placement game and, uh, maybe, maybe we'll market that, uh, that organizational tool as a board game that you can set up somewhere and <laughs> move pieces around as the days go by and you, you schedule things out. Maybe we'll see if, uh, that's, there's a market for that. Let me know what you think about that. Cause I've got some cool ideas. I think it'd be fun, but maybe it's just for me and my family, or maybe it's not. Whoa! Hey everyone, look! It's time for another drive-by review. So Ethnos from Simon Games is this week's drive-by review. Now um, this game came out about a year or so ago. It's it's a little older, but uh, still, I haven't done it here. And, and that's why I talked about last week trying to get more reviews in and, and more time because once a week is really hard to keep up with uh, all the titles that I have to review. So I'm still working on ideas for that. If you guys have ideas for it, 
by all means, let me know. But anyway, Ethnos uh, is this great game. I'm just going to spoil it right now. I really like this game. It's a very accessible to casual player games. And we're actually having a game night uh, this weekend as of the time that I'm recording this. We're having a game night with some of our more casual gamer friends. So this one is definitely probably going to be the first game that hits the table tomorrow uh, at that at that night because um, it is it, it rings true with so many kind of classic known game types that uh, I think it'll be uh, easy to teach them not just my gamer friends but my casual gamer friends I think it'll be easy to teach them and we'll have a good time with it so let me tell you how it plays it actually, it's for two to six players, which is very nice because you can have a little bit of a bigger night and you can still get this one on the table. And it plays in about 45 to 60 minutes. And that's true, especially if you're playing, you know, six players, it's gonna take you a little bit of time to get through a game, but not a, a whole lot. It's not gonna overstay its welcome by any means. And the game plays in three ages, they call them. And each age, uh, you score for the bands that you play down, which I'll talk about that in a little bit, and also the areas that you control. There's a, a map, a board that you play on, and each age, uh, the value of those regions, there's six what they call kingdoms on the board, escalates in point value. So at the, at the last age, those kingdoms, the points are much greater than they are maybe in the first rounds. So those are all randomly assigned. There's some tiles you place out in the different areas that will show you the, the point value for those. So it's never exactly the same. So not one place is always like, oh, you got to go to that one because that's always worth more. That's just not how it works. And then you will take out of the game, there's, um, there's a lot of different tribes, which are different sets of cards but you're only going to use six of them. So there's cards that don't get used every game, and that's cool. We'll talk about the different way those cards work in a, in a little bit. But basically, they call these cards tribes. And that means, basically, they're, you know one set of cards is halflings, and one is orcs, and one is centaurs, and giants, and things like that. Uh, and then all of those are in different colors as well. So there's 12 of them, and there's six colors. So there's two of each color. And those all get shuffled up into a deck. Then you have dragon cards that come out. And there's three of them. So once the third one is drawn, which you space those out evenly in the deck, once that third one is drawn, it's the end of the age. You score for area control. You score for bands that you play. Now, to start an age, what you're going to do is everybody's going to draw one card. And then you're going to flip over two cards for every player in the game face up. On your turn, basically you can do one of two things. You can draw a card, you can recruit an ally, quote unquote, uh, which is either one of the face up cards or you can draw blind from the deck or you can play a band. Now, the way you play bands is you can play a band of one card or many cards, but they all either have to match the type, so it has to be all centaurs or all halflings or all whatever, or it has to be all the same color. So you can have many different types of cards, but they're all the same color. When you do that, you the color that matches the one of the six kingdoms that's on the board, you get to put a token into that. Now, the only way you can do this is if you can play more cards than tokens you already have there. So say you have three tokens on that 
that area in the on the board, you have to play a band of four to place that fourth token on there. Then the cool thing is all these different types of cards, the centaurs, the halflings, the giants, all of them have special abilities. Like some of them will let you actually play a second band or place another marker or uh do another turn there's all these or some of them score points for you there's all these different things that they do so maybe you have multiple colors going on of the same type of card then well that's that's an easy pick because you're just going to pick the color that you want to be the leader of that band to place the marker that you want to place but if you have all the same color then you have to pick which type of card you want to be on top which is the leader and use that ability so it adds these nice little wrinkles if you notice it's kind of like a gin rummy feel with how you play sets of cards down but there's this cool area control thing that happens there's the cool abilities that happen it's just a nice really a sweet spot with this game on how all of these things work together so that's basically how you play the game you're gonna score after the third age or round you're gonna score everybody and whoever has the most points wins and that's really the game uh it's it's a great game. I, I love this game. I'm having a lot of fun with it. Like I said, I'm going to be, I'll probably have it set up when everybody shows up tomorrow. I'll just have it on the table and ready to play. This is what we're playing first because it's really good and I think everybody's going to like it. A couple things to know though. Oh, this is, this is a cool thing too about this game is once you play a band or if you have 10 or more cards, you have to put more cards down face up. They don't just get discarded. They actually go face up in the pool that everybody can pick from. Now, if you play a band and you have any cards left in your hand, you do that as well. So you might be holding on to something because you know somebody else is trying to get it, but you might have to play a band if you just want to use cards this age because you know that third dragon card's got to be coming up soon. So you might end up having to play down, face up all these cards that other players want, and it really becomes this tense moment of how you do things and when you're gonna when you're gonna play what and maybe you're kind of having a staring contest with another player because you know they want the same thing you want lots of cool stuff like that going on which again it, it adds all these wrinkles to a very base concept of gin rummy you're gonna play a couple you know cards based on suits or based on colors and it just makes it a lot of fun to do that kind of thing I love this game. The one thing I, I will knock on this game is the artwork is a little bland. The graphic design's kind of a little bit boring. You know, you've got all these fantasy creatures and stuff, and it's just kind of all flat. Um, but it's it, that's a small, small thing, and it says how good the game is because regardless of how the game looks, it's a lot of fun, and it plays really, really well. So there it is. That's Ethnos from Simon Games. I think you're going to like it. Uh, it's it's not an expensive game to get into. I I would highly recommend this one, not just for casual gamers, although I think it is a great gateway game, but my gamer friends really enjoy this one too. Oh, and one other thing I want to throw in here as well. You're going to notice the first round, you know, the first round that you play, about three or four turns, it's just people drawing cards. And that's, it might feel a little weird at first, but that's totally normal because you have to get cards into your hand so you can figure out what you're going to do. Uh, a lot of that depends on, 
you know, those face up cards go quick and then you start drawing blind and sometimes it's luck of the draw. Still, it's great. It's a lot of fun, but it feels a little weird at first. Like, well, I guess I'm drawing a card. And, but once people catch on to that, it's like draw a card and before you even get your hand sorted out, it's time to draw another card because everybody's just kind of drawing up. Again, these things are small. They're, I wouldn't even say that's a, a downside of the game. It's just a function of the game. Really enjoy it. This one is a great game. Go get it. It's Ethnos. It's from Simon Games. Again, plays two to six players. So great, great game. Really enjoy it. Have fun with it. Do you have a question for Jeremiah? A topic you'd like to hear him tackle? Just shoot him an email at theologyofgames at gmail.com or tweet at theologyofgames. Okay, that's all we've got for this week. Thanks so much for tuning in. want to, again, remind you that you can always listen to uh, the folks here at Theology of Games daily on Board Games FM. So if you're on iTunes or Google Play or Overcast, you can just look for Board Games FM. It's a daily show. It shows up every day. Uh, or you can download the Anchor app and listen to us there. Not only that, you can use the voice message feature to call in and be a part of the show as well. Super fun, really, really cool. Adds kind of a social media aspect to what's going on with uh, Board Games FM and that podcast. Also, we we will be publishing very, very soon a written review of Ethnos. So if you want to see more of my thoughts as well as Scott Firestone's thoughts, you can do that. It'll be a double take review. And we also published a written review of Valeria Card Kingdoms, which I reviewed a week or so ago on this show. And I did a written review of the Imperial Organizer, which is Broken Token's insert for Imperial Assault. Spoiler alert, it's pretty awesome. Lots of fun pictures to look at there. So why not head over to TheologyOfGames.com and check out all that fun stuff right there in real living color. All right. Once again, thanks for tuning in. Be sure to find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Theology of Games. We'd love to hear from you there. But for now, just remember, I'm Jeremiah Isley, and that's how I roll. Thanks for rolling with us today. That's How I Roll is produced by Jeremiah Isley and brought to you by Theology of Games. If you liked what you heard today, take a minute to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. Thanks for tuning in, and drive safe.